Welcome to the Movement PT Coffee Cast, where we sit down and talk about physical therapy, health, and whatever else comes to mind during our coffee-infused conversations. What's going on guys? Welcome back to the Movement PT Coffee Cast. My name's Dalton and I'm coming at you with another Espresso Cast this week. I hope you guys are doing well. These are one of the two types of episodes we do here on the PT Coffee Cast. The other one would be our interview episodes where we sit down and we talk to other healthcare professionals over a cup of coffee about the state of the profession, about what we could do better on things that we aren't doing so well. We sit down with physiotherapists, strength coaches. We hope to have on, you know, some psychologists at some point. We're trying to reach out and get more people involved um, just to try to bridge the gap between what maybe we're learning in school or what people know and what is being done in actual clinical practice. And then we do the espresso cast, which we will do today, where I'll sit down or Will will sit down and we'll talk about a particular topic, an experience, um, anything that kind of comes to our mind over the week, and we'll keep it short and we'll give you our thoughts and then we'll get you on your way. So we are going to do that today. Before we get into that, I just want to do a couple of shout outs. One, shout out to you guys for tuning in each week. The support means the world to us. Um, it's the reason why we keep doing this. So thank you very much if you've supported us on the podcast, on Instagram, on Facebook, on any of our social platforms. We appreciate it. If you've reached out to us and sent us a DM or gave us feedback on the podcast, it also means the world to us. Um, and lastly, leaving reviews on iTunes and subscribing to our podcast is super helpful. It helps us grow. Um, it helps us move up the iTunes charts and it gives us feedback on what you guys like. So if you do um, listen to our podcast consistently and you haven't subscribed, please head over to iTunes, subscribe, drop us a review um, and share an episode with one other person. And lastly, as I sip my coffee here, anyone who has supported us by buying a bag of the original blend, thank you. We hope you love the coffee. Um, if you guys haven't got yourself a bag of coffee, I highly suggest you go and do so. You can find it at themovementpts.com. Um, it's great. It's it's simple. It's it's crushable. I'd say, um, good for all types of coffee coffee drinkers. My favorite way to drink it is in the AeroPress. If you haven't heard of the AeroPress or you haven't tried the AeroPress, give it a quick Google search. It's probably one of the easiest and most consistent ways to make a good cup of coffee. But enough of that. Um, thanks for tuning in, guys. Let's get into the episode today. So what I'm going to be talking about today is kind of. Um, an experience I had in clinic recently, and since I'm coming up on one year of being a physiotherapist, which is which is crazy, um, time flies. Um, but yeah, since I've come up on one year, I kind of wanted to reflect on a on a situation I had in an initial assessment, um, and how I handled it this time around, and how maybe I would have handled it earlier on in the beginning of my career, even though I'm still in it, um, I think it's important to do reflection. And I was kind of thinking about um, how I would have dealt with this before. And I, I think it's important because I did an episode a long time ago, rec more recent into my career about like the initial assessment and how it can be difficult and challenging. And I know if you're a new grad or if you're a student that is just um, going on placement and starting to do assessments, um, it can be overwhelming at times. So I just wanted to share this story with you. Um, and I'm going to kind of read how I would have 
maybe handled it originally and then now how I handled it this time and how I could have maybe always improved on on that assessment so just to kind of lay some context to the situation I had a younger person come in um, to see me they've had chronic pain neck pain jaw pain for a long time and and just to to lay the start of the conversation um, the second we kind of got into the room and sat down and and I usually just like to have some some conversation with the person, ask them how their day's going, just try to have some casual conversation before we really get into it. Um, before we could even get into any of that, um, she basically started crying. So that kind of set the stage for um, what was to come. And I think, you know, still right now that can be very hard to deal with and, and can be can be uncomfortable. Um, so right off the bat, the way that I would have handled that before is I, I might have um, kind of been caught off guard. And, and you know, I think now that I've been doing it for a year, even though it's not that long, I've had situations like this before happen to me. So I've kind of learned how to navigate that. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of how it started off. And then she started to tell me all about her past and how she's seen a bunch of healthcare professionals, um, how... You know, she's gone through, a, seen a bunch of a bunch of people for her TMJ, et cetera, et cetera. And she's had chronic pain. And we, we kind of dive into a little bit of her situation. So it, it was it was kind of like that. And and how how I would say I would have handled, let's say, this overall situation um, earlier on in my career for the initial assessment. I think right away I wouldn't have been I would have been caught off guard with the crying. So that would have made me kind of very. Um, uncomfortable and it might have took me aback and threw me off let's say my game plan that I had for the assessment second I think what I would have done before was immediately go to my script of what you need to get done in an assessment and I think this is kind of what school ingrains you to do which isn't a bad thing because I think it's important to have a framework Um, but I would have went right into like the you know, the subjective history that we you normally try to get, like how long has the pain been bugging you? What bothers you? Are you on any medications? Um, and just kind of started peppering with subjective questions. And then I would have moved into my objective assessment, which I would have been like obviously doing like a screen and then going into, you know, active and passive range of motion, resisted testing, all of that stuff. I would have like kind of kept it more um, scripted to what we're taught at school. Um And then I think I would have, you know, rushed into trying to give her something to take away because, and I still get this sometimes is like, you feel like you need to give them something to do. You need to give them exercises on the first go. You need to have them um, doing something to help get them better. And so I think I would have rushed into, you know, getting to that exercise prescription side of things, Get, telling them they need to do this amount of reps and this amount of exercises to help with their issues. Um, and then lastly, I might have not like asked asked permission to continue on. And this is one thing that I'll get into of how I would have treated, like how I treated it differently this time and how I think my assessments have started to shift a little bit. Um, but just to summarize, I think Dalton... Uh, new grad, newer grad Dalton, when he first got out of school, would have done that, would have been caught off guard by the crying, would have went right into the script of subjective, peppered with questions, um, you know, went right to the objective testing, gone through your, your scripted objective testing, and then once you're done that, lay out the, um, 
lay out the, the treatment plan and, and start giving exercises. And so not that there's anything, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think that's kind of how I would have handled it. Um, originally how I kind of went about this time. And this is something that I've learned through experience that I've learned through, um, some of the people that I'm surrounded by some of my mentors that have helped me kind of navigate situations like that and kind of some of the important things to, to nail down on an initial assessment, especially when you're dealing with someone that's coming in that is crying, um, kind of right off the bat. Right. So this time around when, when obviously the crying happened, like it's still uncomfortable, but I've, I'm more comfortable with it now. I kind of accept it. It is, it is what it is. I think it's, if that person's vulnerable enough to, to cry, then, you know, they need someone to listen to and support them. So I wasn't caught off so off guard with that I, I said it's okay I'm like I got them or offered them a tissue I said don't worry about being embarrassed about crying like um, I'm not you know I, I get it I get that things can be overwhelming um, so I kind of tried to just validate that normalize that which I think is very important um, because obviously if someone's crying in front of you and it's right off the bat they're obviously really really struggling um, and just to be reassured that it's okay that don't feel embarrassed. Um, if you need to cry, you need to cry, go for it. And then right off the bat, I offered at any time, if, if she wanted to stop the assessment or didn't want to answer a question or didn't want to continue to just let me know. So I gave her that permission to also end it. So the control was all on in her, in her hands. So I think that was one thing off the bat that I, um, I did. And then the next thing is like, instead of just just peppering her with questions. I, I just let her talk. I, I said, you know, obviously this is something that's very emotional for you. Why don't you just start off telling me your story? What, what, what's going on? How do we get to this point? And then she just kind of, she kind of went off. She gave me the whole, the whole spiel and, and a big part of not only giving them the opportunity to speak, you have to actually actively listen. Um, so I was really trying to one, make her feel like I was focusing on her. So when I get into situations where you can tell it's a little bit of more of an emotional conversation, um, I really make an effort to like put my computer down or not look at my computer or even not type at that time and just actually really make the person feel like I'm listening and connecting to them. So I did that and, and, and not only making it look like you're doing it, but actually doing it. Um, so I listened and, and there's just key things that pop out you know, throughout that conversation that really stand out that you can use as ways to continue to question or that you can use as a way to educate later on. But things that popped out was like, this is a chronic issue. She's been dealing with it for a while. She's avoiding things. She's fearful of, of certain movements. She's fearful of things getting worse, kind of has a feeling of hopelessness, hopelessness. All of these things come out. So I think old me would have been more asking the questions. New me was more asking an open-ended question, having them tell the story and then let, and then actually listening to what they were saying and making little mental notes along the way that I can maybe further question, um, down the, on at that time, or maybe it's a question that comes up later on in our, in our sessions. Um, so that's definitely the second thing. Um, the, the, the next important thing I think was asking permission to, to continue with certain parts of the assessment. So based off of her, her subjective, after we kind of, she told me her story, we got through it, we worked through it. I could tell that she was just very overwhelmed. She was very, you know, emotional. 
she didn't really want to move at all. Like she was very rigid and stiff. So I, I said, I said, I gave her the option. I go, you know, like in, a, in an assessment, we normally do the subjective part. And then the objective part is we get you moving. Um, we do some things to, to see, you know, maybe find what's making you better, what's making you worse, etc. I'm going to leave it. I, I left it totally up to her. I said, you know, if you feel comfortable, how do you feel um, about continuing on? Do you want to? If you don't want to, it's totally okay. We can continue to just, we can talk and we can come up with a plan and we can look at some of the actual physical movements later on. Um, and she was, she was a little hesitant still, but she said, yeah, let's, let's move on let's do some movement stuff. Um, and in my mind, I was like, I already in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do a whole lot with this person. Let's say like objective testing today. Like I'm just going to take her through the basics of range of motion, active and passive rule out anything sinister, which I didn't really think anything sinister was going on just based off of her subjective history. She had recently saw physio, Again, like you still want to check things and make sure that nothing was missed, but I wasn't so worried about anything crazy going on. Um, so I, I kind of just moved into a general screen. Um, it didn't last long. I didn't have her do a lot. I didn't do a million different tests on her neck. I didn't reef her neck around, which is something that I might have done in the past. I might have taken her through all of the movements I would have done all the resisted testing I would have done all the special tests um this time around I I didn't do that um I just kind of wanted to get an idea of how she felt moving and, and right off the bat I could tell she was worried she was scared um she didn't want to do it so it just gives you information on where she's at right so that's another thing would be um, asking permission to continue on with certain things that of the of the assessment as well as not going through everything under the sun in that very first assessment because it's not really going to give you any maybe any real like relevant information and it could make things worse and at that point I felt that I didn't want to do that um, and then the last thing I think now that I feel more comfortable doing it, it's still a struggle and it, I've gotten better with it is just being okay with with just having a conversation, getting to, to know the person's story, getting to know where the person's at, making them feel comfortable and then just verbally talking about a game plan that they can that they can work on rather than giving them exercises that they need to do or throwing a bunch of things at them. So I would have definitely before done that. I still do that at times, but I, I try to be more aware. Um, this time around, I, I was more aware and, and we just, we basically had a conversation. I had some education pieces. Um, we talked, you know, we talked about all the factors that can influence some of the things that she's dealing with. One of my favorite things and shout out to Greg Lehman is the cup analogy. Um, sometimes you don't do a ton of educating on the first time, but I felt like she was in the place where she kind of wanted to hear some of my thoughts. I asked her if she would be interested in hearing my thoughts. And so we, we talked about the cup analogy. Um, we wrote down on the board, um, three main takeaways from the session. I can't really remember off the top of my head. I think the one was movement options or movement snacks, just staying moving throughout the day. Um, the second one was come up with like a short term and a long term goal that she wanted to reach 
that didn't pertain to just having no pain. Um, and then the third one, I can't really remember off the top of my head, but we just broke it down to three important takeaways. Um, I gave her some, some ways that she could move throughout the day so she's not in one position. And then we left it at that. Uh, whereas before, I probably would have bombarded, bombarded her with a bunch of different exercises um, that may have worked or may not have worked. But I've come to realize that, you know, sometimes less is more and that you do have a bunch of other opportunities to implement those exercises in follow up sessions. You don't have to do it all in one. And sometimes it's more important to just sit down, talk, connect, come up with a game plan. Um and that's what we did. And and before, in my my first couple assessments or my first couple months out or even three or four months ago, that would have been the hardest thing for me to do. I would feel like I'm not giving that person value. Um, we're supposed to be those people that give exercises, um, which now I realize it's not is not true. Um, there's a lot of value to having a session like that for a person. And again, it's not every single person. No one's the same. Um, there are people that just want, they want those exercises and you got to read the person. But it is okay to just have a conversation, connect, set a game plan, and then move on when you have the next follow-up session. Um so we kind of we left it at that and and I had I have seen her since and things are are getting better um I think she's starting to realize like her mindset mindset is shifting things are heading the right direction we still have a lot of work to do but I think I think we're on the right track so I just wanted to share that story with you because one it's it's good for me to reflect um I'm not perfect obviously there's things that I can always do better and I'm probably look back on this in a year and, and figure out different ways that I can make my assessment better than I did right now right but I just thought I would share it with you guys especially if you're you know new grads that are just coming out if you're um, students that are going on your initial assessments think about these things just think about them and try to maybe implement little bits and pieces of it within your assessment I'm not saying don't get used to the 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 scripted idea you need to kind of get the basics down but when you get out and practice you'll realize that there's there's a lot of different people and there's different ways to approach it so start to sprinkle a little bit of the things that I talked about um in here into your assessment and and try it out and I think most importantly just treat the person in front of you as a human being and think about when you're going to assess them how would you feel if someone was the person that was sitting across from you was like one of your family members. How would you want to treat them if someone, if your family member started to break down and cry in front of a healthcare professional? How would you want them to be treated? That's something I like to think about. Um, because in the end, you know, we're all, we're all humans. We all, we're not perfect. Things are going to happen. So I think having some empathy is, is a very important thing um, in situations like that. So just to recap, guys, I think the three things that I have what that I've done differently, um, this time and compared to newer new grad Dalton would be um, one just being being comfortable with having someone being vulnerable to permission permission to educate permission to move on um, giving the autonomy to them permission to end the assessment if they want to giving them the autonomy and then last one being okay with just having a conversation 
connecting, communicating, and getting a, a game plan set for the follow-up sessions is is okay. Don't feel like you need to throw a million different exercises at this person right off the bat, or even one or two exercises. Sometimes, sometimes none is is actually better. Again, you're gonna learn, you're gonna feel this out as you go. But those are just three things that you know I'm I'm gonna reflect on and thinking about. If if you're listening to this and you're you've been out practicing for a year, two years, three years, etc., um, and you have some tips or thoughts on ways that you've noticed that you've improved and reflecting back on how you used to communicate or do initial assessments, please send send us a message, send us a DM, email. Um, we use these episodes as ways to learn, so we really love to hear from you guys. That's all I got for today, guys. Just before I head out, if you want to follow us, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at the MVMTP at the MVMT. PTs. You can email us at themovementpts at gmail.com. Lastly, head over to iTunes, subscribe, drop us a review. We really appreciate it. It helps our podcast grow. If you enjoyed this episode or any one of our other episodes, please share share it with a friend, share it with a family member, etc. It helps spread our message. And if you want that good coffee, and I know you want that good coffee, Head over to themovementpts.com. Get a bag of the original blend. We'd appreciate the support, guys. All right, I'm done blabbing. I'm finished my cup. Guys, have a wonderful day. We love you. Peace.